0: Thanks for pressing play. I'm Gem Swallow and this is Quirky Gems Podcast. Here you'll find conversation, environment, day-to-day life, curiosities, the things I come across and try, and current events, coming to you every Thursday from Southampton, UK. So let's get stuck in. Have you ever wanted to hear your advert played on Quirky Gems Podcast? Maybe you're a blogger, fellow podcaster, small business or author? Check out my Etsy shop, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash made by Gem or direct message me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Radio Gem. My name is Paul Chiddix and I'm a family history researcher and storyteller. My blog is tree.com where you'll find me telling stories about my family and family history in general. I also have a new website, oldpalaceschoolbombing.com which is dedicated to telling the stories of the 34 firefighters who died at the old palace school bombing in london during world war ii also you can check me out on twitter it's at chiddickstree do you like british history you'll love this post first world war entertainment in east delhi south wales we look at the picture house, dances in church halls and ballrooms, outing to the seaside, including to the wonderful Chara Bank, and visiting performers who came to the district, such as bands, clowns, and a traveling zoo. Updated every month, feel like you're going back in time from the comfort of your home. Get a glimpse of British history. Check out our website, history.co.uk forward slash entertainment slash slideshow. And find us on Twitter, East history and on Gem's Linktree. Welcome to Quacky Gem's podcast. How are ya? I am Gem Swallow. Thank you so much for pressing play and for tuning in. I hope this episode finds you well. Where I am in the UK right now, I would call this autumnal. It's so weird because this morning I was getting myself ready and I'm in a little bit of a fibromyalgia flare up. So I was getting myself ready Blow drying my hair, actually, you know, kind of keeping it real, letting you guys know what's actually happening. So <laughs> I was blow drying my hair and I was thinking, oh my goodness, about two weeks ago, there I was in my bedroom talking about the fact that the UK or where I am, I was in a heat wave and thinking, oh, this is absolutely great, you know, sunshine. And then now, roll on the 15th of September when this episode is being recorded. And the only way I can chalk it up to being is autumnal. It's the sun is trying to break through. I say trying, but it's I don't think it's going to be as warm. It's quite warm here though it's overcast, you know it's cloudy but that's kind of really not great when you have chronic health conditions that are going to give you inflammation. If you're an avid listener here and you too have that problem then you'll know what I'm talking about. So this episode here is I'm not, it is. But before we get stuck in I wanted to let you guys know that I've added some bits to my Etsy shop and one of those is the knitted headbands. I've actually done an Instagram reel on that too. If you haven't checked it out, go right ahead, it's at Radio Gem and you can check out all my other reels on there. And also, I did mention on my Twitter and on my Instagram that I had done this new item. This new item has been in the pipeline for a good couple of weeks. And if you follow me on my Instagram, you'll know that I like to do creative things with my hair. And what with the seasons changing, I thought, okay, let's add another hair accessory to my shop. And so what I've done is I've added some bobby pins. Not plain ones, oh no, would I do that to you? No, 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 no. These are inspiring. These are creative, my friend. Yeah, these are tarot card bobby pins. Considering we're going to be going into Halloween... I figured that I'd give you something, you know, to spruce up Yeah, So whether you're going to work or whether you're going out with friends, you know. If you want a conversation starter, I have you covered. And you can check it all out on my Etsy. It's all there for you. And there are new items that are going to be added very soon. I'm going to be adding some bat bobby pins. So if you're like me, I have a thing for bats. I don't know why. And hopefully there will be some there in time for Halloween. So if you would like to add something to your ensemble that's all creepy and a conversation starter, I've got your covered. It's Etsy and just look for Made by Gem and you can find it all there. So (laughs) I recall this episode, I guess it came about mindfulness. I guess you could put it in that category. So I live with fatigue for the most part And to be honest, it's a very interesting one to talk about because I still don't know where I sit with it when I record these podcast episodes and I talk about health. Because as we know, health is an important part of being a person. You know, health is something, if you don't have your health, you, you kind of don't have very much going because in society, health is something that is a very expensive currency to have. When you have chronic health conditions, it's quite interesting because if you have one, that's hard enough. If you have more than one, people don't want you to talk about it. And I've come across this in the last few years. People don't really want you to talk about it. And I think for the most part, it's because unless they have a connection to you, people can't really understand it. People can't understand the implications and also the mental health aspect of living with a chronic health condition. I've had conversations with people across the board, from family members to people that have chronic health conditions. And I don't know, it depends on where you sit and what your opinion is in the category of chronic health conditions. But it can happen to anyone, as I mentioned here on the podcast before. It doesn't discriminate. It can happen to anyone. You can get a virus and you can have something like long COVID or chronic fatigue syndrome. It can stay with you, but. When you talk about it, people's eyes glaze over because, luckily for them, maybe they haven't had the, the chance or the opportunity. Thankfully, where they live with health conditions, I am one of the ones that do. But I still don't know where I sit on talking about my health conditions. So I have a bunch of them. If you listen to if you listen to Quacky Gems podcast, you'll know I have a bunch of health conditions. There are some. I have different relationships with and some that I'm more comfortable with because I've had them longer and you kind of can you know you can pin down how they work and how to treat them or how to manage them. So it was this in mind that this past week the past few weeks have been a bit weird for me. Okay. So I've gone from fatigue which I'm used to. I live with fatigue on a daily basis. It's not great. It's not something I wish I had, but obviously, but it's something that I live with. It's something that requires constant management. Then you have migraines. Migraines only really flare up if there's something out of my control, like say, for example, a neighbour is burning something in a bonfire, or if the weather changes. Usually what's in my control is staying hydrated and, you know, listening to my body, but there are outside forces, you know, there are outside powers that be. Oh, I'm going all magical and technical here, but they're outside, <laughs> they're outside technicalities. Oh, that's another big word. They're outside my control. For me, there's one illness or one condition that I have that's completely come underneath my radar and it's like, oh no. I mean, oh God, really? So this happened a few days ago. I get a fibromyalgia flare once a month, I know it's coming, I know what the signs and symbols are, basically it feels like your body aches, your body aches, like, it's like fatigue but it's, it's a lot more and you're sensitive to your touch, if someone touches you it hurts and so I couldn't figure out why I was feeling so tired, I was having a conversation with my mum the other day and my eyes were like really going as if I was going to fall asleep and I thought this is weird. This doesn't usually happen. What's going on here? I actually thought it was going to get so bad. Or for me, it was going to get so bad. I will say that with chronic health conditions, there are varying degrees of it. Some people are bed bound. They don't have the energy. They don't have, you know, they can't get out of bed and function. Other people are more functioning with it. It depends on your lifestyle. It depends on many factors. My worst fear, I've tried so hard not to become bedbound because I kind of, when I, when I wake up, I want to be able to do things and I, I listen to my body as much as I can. And there's like this weird place that you sit on where you, for me, I like to keep active. If I sit in one place for too long, my body starts aching and I know that I've got to get up and do things. And during my day to day life, I can't sit in my pajamas all day. For me, I'm going to be doing an episode on this hopefully in the near future. For me, I prefer to get up. I prefer, I have a structure. You may remember that, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago before I took a break on the podcast, I did some interviews with, you know, a few women where we talked about our day-to-day lives and we talked about our routine. My routine, I think, it suits me. I don't know if it would suit somebody else, but for me... I try to go to bed at a specific time. I wake up at a specific time. Sure, I have fatigue throughout the day. It's something that I have. It's something that I have to take consideration for and it's something that I have to live with. But I wake up at a specific day and then I try to do things in my day where I'm trying to build on something. So I have something in my head that I I kind of aim for because I think I've been living with health conditions for so long now. And I think it's really important because for the most part, you're left to it when you have health conditions and you're left to it to figure things out. In any other way of life, you don't have that. You usually have some, someone like... It's weird. I've talked to um, siblings about this. I've talked to my mum about this. And it's weird when you think about it. When you think of, in society and in a family unit or in a friendship unit... When you think about what character, what roles your character plays in that. For example, I'm a big sister. And part of being a big sister, I've been a big sister since the age of two. Yeah, I've I've, I've been doing this a long time. (laughs) And so for this, I know throughout my life that I have had younger siblings watching what I've done. Like if you're an older sibling, you probably have the same thing. You know that someone's watching every move you make because you're you're blazing a path for them. They might not follow your path all that much, but they they're given options for me. I was raised by my mum, so for me, I've been shown a way of life I've had the education which I talk about quite often here because on the podcast, I talk about things I come across, but with the the kind of the format of there's no there's no book clear here there's no instruction manual that's the confusing thing about it and I think this is where mental health plays a part so with me I have been raised in a certain way that I have been raised by a woman and I've known due to kind of like you know circumstances I've seen my mum get a job see my mum hold down a job she's been working throughout most of my life when I was younger my mum was a stay-at-home mum but my mum's been working throughout most of my life so I've seen her hold down a job. In society, that's been like a specific thing where you hold down a job that seems to be a very high currency. I don't know if it's the same in every culture, but over here, it seems to be if you have a job, you go in places. When you have chronic health conditions, it becomes slightly harder. No, scratch that, it becomes a lot harder. And so you don't have the same format because there's a bunch of stuff you can't do. So for me, one thing I've noticed is that in my day in my day-to-day routine in my day-to-day formatting I try to include as much into it and I I kind of I was talking to Jack Mathaf about this just recently last night actually and I was saying that it's interesting because when you have chronic health conditions you are in this you're in this headspace of society has it where they will help you out for a bunch of time for example, benefits or whatever, they'll help you out for a bunch of time. Then, after a bunch of time, it seems they're expecting you to go downhill quite rapidly. When you are in a working world and maybe you have a health condition, but you're working and you're kind of primarily focused on that, it's a different headspace. And it seems to be that you're meant to be more fulfilled or you're meant to be more, in a different mindset, because you're not relying on something you would otherwise rely upon if you had chronic health conditions. I found myself recently comparing myself to somebody that doesn't have chronic health conditions. Now, I'm in my thirties, and you might think, "Oh, Jem, you're a spring chicken." I can assure you, I'm not. <laughs> if you look to my Etsy, my Etsy pictures that I have, the <laughs> grays are there. <laughs> there is <laughs> photographic evidence of those things. But it's weird. Recently on Instagram, I am friends with someone on there, and this this person who I won't name. I guess it's normal to compare yourself to friends. I think it happens across the board. Like, for example, if you're a certain age and maybe your kids are having kids and you're going into the grandparent territory, or if you're a certain age and you're thinking, okay, maybe you're thinking about getting married, settling down, what are your friends doing the same thing? So I think across the board, it's the same whoever you are. I found myself just recently, because I'm on social media, because obviously the podcast and obviously my Etsy shop, I think that if I didn't have these two things, I probably wouldn't spend so much time on social media. And of course, you're going to absorb the things you're seeing. On some level, it's going to happen. It's like being in a room with a TV being on in the background. You're going to absorb it to some degree. Our brains don't really switch off. I don't know about you, but I can't find my off switch. And I found myself that this friend that I've got, which is like an Instagram friend, She's of a different age group than I am, but she's slaying it. She she really is. She's she's doing all these different things. She's been unemployed before. She's done all these different things, and for the most part, she's showing that she's doing all this stuff, and life is going well for her. I can't help but feel a tad envious because, by comparison, in the last three weeks, I've had migraines, fatigue has been utter off the charts, and I just realised yesterday that I'm in a fibromyalgia flare-up, which doesn't usually happen all that much, but because of the weather's changing, it's beyond my control. And so I sat with it, which is something that I try to do quite a lot. I know a lot of people won't because it is terrifying to do, but something that I have learned, if you sit with something and you try and focus on what, you know, what your feelings are about this thing. So I found that I felt envious because for the most part, if I had that many opportunities or if I had that many things happening for me, I would be in a different... I would have a different quality of life. And I thought, that's what it is. When I was looking at my body, I was raised as... I wasn't really a sickly baby. I had migraines from the age of 12. And then when I hit 25, my life changed because migraines... I don't know if it was because I became at a peak age, I don't know, but I hit 12, I had migraines adolescence, it's usually the same age that most people, if you're going to have migraines, that's the age you get them, because adolescence is kicking in, and you're going from a child into a teenager, and then for me, when I hit 25, I don't know if it's because my hormones hit a peak age, I don't know, but my life kind of went a bit awry, it was painful, it turned my life upside down, and in that space, a lot of people haven't had that experience. A lot of people haven't gone through the mental barriers you have to go through to seek to get your way out of that, where you have to think, okay, what's causing this pain? What can I do? You know, and you when you wake up every day and your head's pounding and you're trying to, I mean, if you have a headache, that's one thing if you put in uh, neurological symptoms that come with it, you know, dizziness, nausea, all the rest of it, that's something completely different. And with that in mind, it's weird because I think that maybe in a way, I don't know if there was trauma left over. I don't know if there was trauma left over from different aspects of my life that I'm trying to work my way through. Because to me, when I compare myself to somebody else that doesn't have chronic health conditions... They're always going to win because they don't have what I'm living with. But with that, I find that when you're doing something, when you're trying to build on something that you have, like if you have a bunch of time during the day, as I mentioned in my routine, I get up at a certain amount, you know, a certain time during the day, which is early. I can't really sleep in because I would just kind of feel like I'm wasting the day. So I get up, I then... Check my social medias, I then have something to eat and I prepare myself for the day. If I go out, then it kind of gives me a bit of exercise and it kind of I it's the same stuff you're seeing, but it gives you a bit of exercise and you come across different things. And one thing I love is being able to dress up. For me, clothing is important and accessories are important because they can make you feel a specific way, but I am going to be talking about this in an upcoming episode. So I'll get up, I'll get myself sorted, I'll go out, and I know I have a specific amount of time. A person with non-chronic health conditions would have way longer. And they would be able to go to maybe a place of work, stay there for a good amount of time, come home or have lunch, come home at a certain day and then feel tired because, you know, you've concentrated and all that. For me, my body doesn't allow that. So if I can only go out twice a week because of how my body is, and sometimes if I have a lot of fatigue, I can make it once a week. There was a time, I think it was last year, year before, where I didn't go out for months on end, seriously, because my my fatigue was off the roof. It, it I couldn't function with it, and it was getting me down. And I remember gearing up for actually going out of the house. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, you know, this is big. What happens if... Like, what happens if I come over weird and all this anxiety? And now I try to... I've actually got it up to two, twice a week. To me, that's something because, can. Okay, I'm getting... I'm getting as far as my body will allow. When I compare myself to other people, though, that might be able to drive a car, might be able to go different places, it sucks. But I'm kind of trying to deal with the hand that I've been dealt. And so with me you kind of, with your day to day life, I do think social media plays a part. I won't lie. I do think that what you come across on social media, because they are your interactions. And I think that what you're seeing is kind of like if you walk past a road and people are having like a conversation, you're going to catch a part of that conversation. And then your brain tries to put into what like the context of what the conversation did. You know, it's kind of like a form of eavesdropping in a way. And I do think Twitter is quite bad for that in a way because you can see other people's conversations and you can be a part of it. But I think that sometimes, especially if you have fatigue or brain fog, you have to kind of disassociate from that. My way of dealing with that is that I'll go on to to line, but it's usually because I have a message I want to put out and I hope that people are interested, so I'll put a message out there but I won't really, I'll interact with certain people, but I won't go out of my way to do it. And so for me, what I came across yesterday, I think it was or the day before I was in my kitchen and um, I was thinking about my body and I was trying to figure out why I felt so tired and why I felt out of sorts. And I thought, what, what is this? Why do I feel out of it? And then I realized is that my body is confused. I'm in a I'm in a flare up of some sort. If you have a condition, I bet you you have flare ups. And I thought my body's confused, my, my brain isn't. I still I'm that person that I've had an education. Day to day, I know where I'd like to go, I know what I'd like to do, and I've actively made plans to get there. And you're actively making plans of preparing for the future or doing your thing day to day. I know the future, the future always moves because it can be like five, ten years in the future. It could be next month. It could be next year. So the future's always moving and the spectrum can lengthen or shorten. But the day, you only have a certain amount of time in your day and your routine fills that up. So, you know, in the morning, you have a certain amount of time. You know, in the afternoon and the evening, you have a certain amount of time. Then you have interactions in that as well. But for me, I couldn't figure out why I felt out of sorts. And then I thought, okay, if you kind of look at the routine and what you're doing, and if you, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm not going to judge anyone. I just base it on what works for me. So what I find curious is the less you do in a day, I think the more you're going to be tired And I think that if you keep your mind occupied, I know for me, the more I do in a day, it's like a double-edged sword. The more you do in a day, the more tired you feel. For example, if I have an order come through, perhaps like an offline order, and say I'm knitting something, I might choose to listen to a podcast at the same time. So I'm listening to a conversation and doing some knitting, but I find that, Where I've got a routine going and where I'm listening to the content that I'm absorbing is so strange is that I feel tired and there will become a day and time in the afternoon where I dip energy wise for me it's around lunchtime. I dip and then I come back out of it say half two or three o'clock and then I kind of I'm okay to spend time with the people you know I'm okay to maybe go online interact a bit there or spend time with family members and then in the evening you have a little bit of time to play you know a little bit of time but I find that if I have a, a project or say I have an order to complete I'm a bit more tired but I kind of feel more productive when I have an order to complete or say for example if I have a podcast to record I know that I have advertisers that are supporting the podcast, which I'm so thankful for. And I think, right, I've got an episode to record and I've got this to do. And if you're kind of out for the count for a day, you know that you've got a sp- another day. Like, I know, for example, on a Wednesday. So my mum works late on a Wednesday. And so during the day, I have time with her, but I know that I've got a certain amount of time before she goes to work, and then I'll see her in the evening. But I also know I've got a podcast to put out for a Thursday, because my listeners are waiting for that. And if I have orders, then the order will have to be pushed back a day, depends on what my body's doing. It's all to do with kind of like keeping balance and keeping the energies happy. So it's strange, because when you look at what your body can and can't do, in my head, I know that I have plans in action of what I'd like to do. I have, you know, I I know what my body's capable of, but that changes sometimes too, because if you have a flare up, it knocks you sideways and you're trying to, it's like being a detective. You're trying to figure out, okay, where's this flaring up from? What I'm feeling, if I'm feeling low mood or if I'm feeling self-critical, then I think, okay, why am I feeling that? It's usually to do with either hormones or it's to do with a flare up. And then you've kind of got to sit with it and hope that the flare-up moves or something goes back to normal, because you're always trying to swim to the normal that you found yourself in. But sometimes you could have a migraine, or you could have fatigue, or like I am in a major flare-up, and I don't feel normal at all. So I'm trying to swim, or trying to keep my routine as normal as possible, to get back to the headspace that you found yourself that worked. So... I was thinking about my body and I thought, right, my brain is still functioning the same. My plans haven't changed. What I would like to do hasn't changed. However, my body has because your body's flaring up and you've got pain you've got to deal with. And so if you've got brain fog, you're trying to, it's like trying to walk your way through mud and you're trying to do it with what you have available. And so I thought, okay. I'm not confused because I, I'm still able to plan. I still have ideas that I would like to do and those haven't changed. They, there's, okay, yeah, brain fog, but this, the ideas are still in your head. So you're able to plan. So I'm not confused and I'm, I'm still me, but my body is. And it's kind of like my body, the vehicle that's allowing you to move your arms, move your legs, function, get out of bed, do all this stuff. That is because the signals from your brain are like, whoa, you know, it, it, it's crazy. And also, another thing is that I was thinking the other day, I remember saying to my other half, saying, God, I feel so exhausted and I worry that I'm going to be in bed and not able to do anything. I worry I'm not going to be out of function, I'm going to be bed bound. What angers me with that is that that's a very real possibility. For someone like me that lives with chronic health conditions, it's a very real possibility. But what angers me is that I'm in my 30s. That should be not on the horizon. I shouldn't have to worry about that. I should be able to take my health for granted. I feel that I am entitled. I should have the entitlement to take my health for granted. But it's a very real aspect that when you are doing something that you you might end up in bed I'll be honest I mean in the in the kind of like the psychological way of thinking that hasn't really happened I've when I've had bad migraines I've like they usually happen so that if I have a bad migraine if it's not gone by eight o'clock it can get worse and so there have been times where I've had to go to bed earlier in the evening because I've been crying out in pain because of migraine. When I have fatigue, if I don't rest throughout the day, then I'm no use nor ornament and I get cranky, and I'm self-aware enough to know that my behaviour and my personality will change, and it will affect the people around me, and to me, that's not cool. That's, that's not fair on anyone, but... It's so weird to think that there's a real possibility that if you don't take care of yourself, you could end up bedbound. And if you do, then it seems to be that there's this harder routine or harder journey to get yourself out of that. And it's so strange because the mental health aspect of being ill, where you think along the lines of, okay, you're left to it. It's up to you to decide on how to get out of where you are it's up to you, like, if you want something in your day, how are you going to have it so there's a lot of it to keep you going throughout the day, and for me, it's like, for me, my, I would like to be, I'm trying to aim towards self-employment, that's where I would like to aim for, I said it, it's very scary to say out loud, but that is what I would like, I've been down the road, if you are listening, if you've been listening to Quirky Jen's podcast a while, then you'll know where I've come from, but I would like to have it so that I'm self-employed but they don't tell you about the hard work that goes on behind the scenes to make that happen and for me I guess I don't know if this is the journey that I find myself on but I just I guess with every journey it's not going to be easy but it's weird because the exhaustion part of it makes it harder and I guess It's a very weird one. I'm trying to kinda hammer out the kinks here and trying to figure out where I'm going with this. But I think for the most part I can tie it up and say the body is confused. When you go to bed during the night time, I was saying this to my mum the other day that when you go to bed and you're in a deep sleep, say you've cut like say you've injured yourself accidentally, you've grazed your knee or something. You go to bed and your body's meant to heal. That is what your resting time is for. Your body is supposed to heal. So when you get up in the morning, that, you know, you might feel slightly different. It might be sore because your body's trying to heal it as much as it can. But you know that you're trying your best to, your body's doing what it's supposed to do. When you have a health condition, I think that is what confuses the body. And it's because your body can't heal itself right back up. So for me, I found that I think that's where like a lot of the frustration comes from. I think the mental health aspect of it comes from as well because we're built to do a certain thing. If you have an operation, you have a fraction of time where you're supposed to heal. I have had two operations in my life and I knew that if I had an operation, I was going to have to slow it down because I know if I overdid it, A, you can't because you're in too much pain, but if you overdid it, you know... You're going to pay for it or you're going to scar or you're going to create another pain. So you're using that time to heal and mentally you're growing as well because you're experiencing the experience you haven't experienced before and you're sitting with a lot of emotions of healing and what you can do in that time. Say if you read books or listen to podcasts or watch YouTube or whatever you're doing, you're allowing and granting yourself time to heal. When you have chronic health conditions your body I don't think can understand it because it's happening for so long and the body is there and the brain is there to problem solve. So day to day you come across problems and you're solving them. It could be something really small and something really big but you're coming across something and solving it and that's what the brain is there to do. But what I found is that When you go to bed and you have chronic health conditions, I think the body gets frustrated and confused because it's like, why can't I heal this? Or what is going on here? Like, for example, inflammation. I know that when I feel inflamed, I get more frustrated because I can feel the inflammation. And so... When you go to bed, the inflammation is supposed to calm down because your body's slowing down, your body's breathing in a different way and you're You know, you're know, relaxing, you're recuperating. And when you wake up, hopefully the inflammation should be settled down a little bit more. And then depending on what you're doing the next day, if you're taking it easy, it should slow down even further because you're not moving your body as much. But I think that's what the problem is. So it's weird... The conversations I've had with people where they say like, you know, oh, in your head you're the same person, you've had the same experiences, you've had the same plans, the memory hasn't changed, the body has. So really, I'm not confused, I'm the same as everybody else, but my body is confused because it can't work out why when it goes to bed it can't heal and why it has to go through all this confusion, so that's where I've what I've come up with. I know you kind of could be bordering on the fence of, well, wow, Gem, that's incredibly deep, or I never thought about it that way, or well, okay then, <laughs> it depends on where you come from. But for me, that's where I'm at. I don't think I'm confused. I think my body is, and that's the frustration because. In a nation of throwaway stuff where if something doesn't work you throw it away, you can't throw your body away. And it's it really is a test of like it's a test of how you approach this life and what you do with it. So that's the groundbreaking thing that I thought about after eight years <laughs> at most of living with chronic health conditions. I guess maybe I'm looking at this in a different way because maybe I'm approaching a different way of life, maybe because I'm going down a different path, I don't know. But, um, yeah, this is what happens when you have a flare-up. So, for the most part, you don't sit around and think, oh, and your brain doesn't kind of go into, like, a little black hole. Your your brain's just trying to figure out why it's different and why it's trying to problem-solve. And I think... I think that's what it is. So let me know if that makes sense to you. Hope it does. But let me know if it does. And um, yeah, that was an interesting one. But thank you for listening. I feel better now getting that out there. And people, you know, my listeners that maybe don't suffer with health conditions. Let me know if you found it helpful. I hope you have. Because it kind of feels like, you might just help someone else kind of see the point and it might help someone else to understand it a little bit more but um yeah so thank you so much for listening if you would like to let me know what your thoughts on this podcast episode are you can all the details you need are coming up right now by the way i apologize if i sound stuffed up i don't know what's happening i think it's because the sun's actually coming out and it's warming up at what's the time 10 to 11 in the morning as one does You know, so (laughs) I'm talking a million miles an hour, and I think because the sun's coming out, I'm a bit nasally. I'll leave you with that image. So, (laughs) oh, I am nothing if not educational. Okay, so (laughs) with that in mind, I am going to speak to you next week. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are listening via Spotify or via Anchor, wherever you're listening to, Just press follow. And if you want to follow me on Instagram or on Twitter, it's at Radio Gem. And, uh, yeah, this has been the episode. I'm not. It is. It all makes sense in some weird way. Speak to you soon. I'm Gem Swallow, and this is Quirky Gems Podcast. Thank you for listening to Quirky Gems Podcast. And remember, new episodes drop every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on my socials on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Radio Gem.